said that Democrats broke up black families with welfare, and that's slavery is not real. Um, you know how wrong about politics you have to be for like me to notice? <laughs> you know how annoying that is? Like Kanye is a genius, but like a musical genius. You know, like Joey Chestnut is a hot dog eating genius. <laughs> you know, but I don't want to hear Joey Chestnut's opinion about things that aren't hot dog related. <laughs> Boy, that's ironic. I agree, and uh, and uh, we've been saying that for a very long time. Um, I'm more interested in the political opinions of my dentist or the contractor who's helping me with my kitchen than the singer. Not even close. Right. Not even close. They have way more interaction with the real world. And a much more normal person life. Yeah. Uh, but nobody seems to ask their dentist. Or if you know you're getting your your fillings filled, your dentist said, "You know what? I'm I'm a Republican. And everybody who's get sitting in those comfy padded chairs, leaning back, jumps up and says, "Yeah, woo!" Because the dentist comes out as a conservative. How bizarre would that be? Likewise, you damn singers. So that was about Kanye because he was on Saturday Night Live last week in a MAGA hat, which brings us to Taylor Swift. Funny on the Today Show, they had the big headline under the under Taylor Swift's picture was "Look at what you made her do," <laughs> which is pretty snarky, pretty snarky for NBC uh, Today Show. Taylor Swift in her Instagram over the weekend said, "In the past, I've been reluctant to publicly voice my political opinions, but due to several events in my life, blah 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 blah, she's coming out in favor of the Democrat." Uh, Candidate there in uh, her her state of Tennessee. No longer will she shake it off, Jack. She had supported Marsha Blackburn, a Republican, because she was a woman, but she cannot uh, stand the systemic racism she sees in this country towards people of color. It's terrifying, sickening, and prevalent, etc., etc. So it resets up, obviously, the whole Taylor Swift-Kanye West battle, as they are now on different sides of the political aisle, in addition to you know what happens at awards shows. Uh, a couple of funny response tweets. Taylor Swift comes out as a dem as Kanye is stumping for Trump. Life comes at you fast. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I have to deal with both of those things now in the modern world. So, I don't know. No longer does Taylor Swift feel safe and sound keeping her mouth shut, Jack. Is anybody so, entertained by this just before I keep going? Taylor Swift now fearless. To announce her political leanings. Um, Everything has changed, according to Taylor Swift, who has her eyes open. See, maybe, Jack, these are names of her songs. See, now hit him with another one now that he knows what the the premise is. Are you ready for it? Taylor Swift is a Democrat. I assumed that was what was happening, but I didn't recognize the (laughs) names. Let me me get to the top ten. It is good stuff, Michael. I know the Shake It Off song. That's the only one I know. Right, right. In your wildest dreams, did you think Taylor Swift would be a Democrat? <laughs> yes, I assumed it. Like every single Wait second, I thought about it, which was never. A young woman celebrity singer is a Democrat? Right. Yeah, that's fine. She gets to be whatever she Taylor wants. Taylor Swift says to Republicans, we are never, ever getting back together. <laughs> I just can't imagine why anyone would give a crap what she thinks uh, uh, on, on any topic. Or any other musician, for that matter. But anyway, so there's that. Uh, got that horrifying horrifying limousine wreck that killed 20 oh, people yeah yeah two of them pedestrians but did it did it burst into flame a or wedding party so you got four daughters oh my god and their it's, husbands uh, or just the, but yeah it's just it's a whole family yeah that uh that got wiped out did the driver have a heart attack how did he go through that intersection so he goes into a parking lot 
runs into some parked cars and some people who are just walking, kills right. them. At a high rate of speed. Yeah, but I he, just he must have had a heart attack or something, or or was on drugs or drunk or fell asleep. But I don't. I just don't. And I don't even think I want to know. But I mean, blunt force trauma is not going to kill everybody. It's been a hell of a ride. Yeah, oh my God. That's yeah, pretty rough. I tell you what, the whole, we're in a limo, so it's cool, no seat belts, let's party thing. That's the way I do it. I've never been down with that. I am. I'm partying. Yeah. All the rules are suspended. I'm in a limousine. Right. Right. Um, didn't work out for those people or uh, Tracy Morgan. Shout out to my buddy Adam, who drove us to and fro a golf tournament yesterday, safely. Uh, yeah, that's a horrible story. So move oh, on yeah. from that. Oh, just, yeah. Just, oh, my God. Un- unimaginable. Yeah. So New York Times claims to have the behind the scenes on the whole Kavanaugh thing. A very long article. I'll just pick out some of the highlights because I thought it was pretty interesting. Interesting. The uh, Republicans conducted more than a half dozen mock hearings, including one that ran for more than 12 hours. And I heard somebody describe that. That's an attempt to wear him down and uh, see how he'll respond when he's twired, uh, tired after many, many hours of grilling. But um, to get him prepared for the real thing, the first set of hearings proved tough as Democrats raised questions about his candor on everything from Roe versus Wade to stolen Democratic memos, but the nomination seemed on track. Then, of course, as we all know, the emergence of Dr. Ford late in the process. At the White House, when the Dr. Ford thing erupted, the mood was dark. For 24 hours, discouraged officials wondered whether the nomination was sunk. They were encouraged that the New York Times reported that it had interviewed several dozen people and could find no one with firsthand knowledge about the Yale incident and the Ms. Ramirez story and told some classmates that she could uh, not be certain Kavanaugh was the one who exposed himself. So the White House, interesting enough, who beats up the failing New York Times all the time, Mm -hmm. they were heartened by the New York Times' personal investigation into the whole Ramirez thing. Right. And uh, it helped them out. Uh, you know, it's funny nobody's really mentioned in this whole thing because I, I came across a headline and I'm trying to hunt it down about if you, if you try to get a, a good solid number on false accusations of sexual assault, it's very difficult because the methodology matters a lot and there are activist groups pushing one number or another number. I'm just trying to find something that seems solid to talk about. But nobody's reported in this context, or at least that I've heard, that uh, when Ivana Trump was divorcing the Donald, she accused him of rape. Yeah. In the divorce proceedings. And, since and after said, it was all said and done and the dust settled, they went back to her and she said, he never raped me. The lawyers just told me to say that. Right. Yeah, that's a hell of a thing to not you know throw in there. He's been accused by an ex-wife of rape who then came forward and said, nah, it's just... An angle for the trial to get more money. He's a good, uh, he was fine, he was a good dad, etc. He didn't rape anybody. That is something. Yeah. Uh, So Republicans decided to do, because they thought they were in enough trouble, that they would put Kavanaugh on TV, which was unprecedented, putting a Supreme Court nominee on television for an interview. Kavanaugh, joined by his wife, maybe you remember this or watched it, seemed flat and mechanical, according to the New York Times. Well, apparently Mr. Trump thought so, too. Donald Trump watched the Fox interview and thought his nominee nominee came across as weak on the uh, t- television interview and was really worried about uh, whether or not Kavanaugh was going, how he was going to do in the public opinion. Mm-hmm. The tide seemed to turn, oddly enough, when a third woman emerged with even more extreme allegations. Michael Avenatti, we all know who he is, produced a statement from a woman alleging Judge Kavanaugh had been involved in gang rapes. Senator Susan Collins was so bol- bothered by that that she brought a copy of Ms. Swetnick's statement highlighted and marked up to a meeting of Republic committee, Republican committee chairman. Uh, 
She showed up to the meeting. Look at this. What are we going to do with this? Senator John Cornyn of Texas went through it point by point with her to debunk it, to help walk her through, Miss Collins. Mm. He mansplained it to her. The rest of the Republican senators got into a lengthy conversation about Mr. Avenatti and his rep and how he could not be trusted. This was a turning point, said Senator Lindsey Graham, Republican of South Carolina. That allegation was so over the top, it created a moment that was scary, quite frankly, but that moment was quickly replaced by disgust. The involvement of Mr. Avenatti who represents Stormy Daniels, as we all know, particularly galvanized Republicans, reinforcing the idea that this is all um, you know, an attempt to bring down Kavanaugh. One Republican congressional official called Mr. Avenatti's involvement manna from heaven, while one Democratic congressional <laughs> official called it massively unhelpful. I think they're both correct. So both sides agree that the whole Avenatti gang rape thing was helpful to, Ka- to Kavanaugh. Clouded the water. And lowered the average credibility of the accusations. Because once he got to the bottom of the Avenatti thing, it was it was zero. And so what does that do if you have three allegations? I saw <laughs> one, the average. one well-known Democratic act, uh, strategist, I can't remember his name, but you know one of the people you see on cable news, he tweeted over the weekend, he said, is there any chance Avenatti's actually a double agent for the Republicans? That did us so much harm. Anyway, uh, forwarding a little bit oh, more. That reminds me. I was supposed to go see Stormy Daniels mm-hmm. over the weekend. Mm-hmm. I didn't. That's weak. <laughs> too far away weak and too late at night. Uh, did you go? Email us. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com or, or text at us or tweet at us or whatever. $40. That's yeah, what it held I, me back. Yeah, I didn't mind the $40, but I just... I'm when not paying $40 down, for the... See your old boobs come out and shake it around for a while? Well, Teat. see, it, uh, it seemed great in the abstract, but when it came down to that Friday or Saturday night, and I would do that instead of my other options, it just didn't seem great. So as I mentioned earlier, and I'll wrap this up, um, during the break when uh, Kavanaugh came out really hot and got in the face of some of the senators, during the break... Trump's lawyer, McGahn, told him he needed to dial it back and strike a calmer tone. Yeah. So when the judge came back, he moderated his anger, apologized to one of the senators. Uh, when Mr. Durbin asked Judge Kavanaugh to turn around and ask Mr. McGahn to re- request an FBI investigation, that really uh, made a lot of people mad, apparently, on the Republican side. Republican senators met that night just off the Capitol Rotunda. Miss Collins said she would find it hard to vote yes without a sworn statement from Judge Kavanaugh's friend, Mark Judge denying that he saw what Dr. Blasey described. Aides to Chuck Grasley of Iowa, the the chairman, got a fresh statement from Mr. Judge within three hours to satisfy her. Mm. That's something. It worked fast. She said, I need to hear Judge say that he didn't do it. Grasley made that happen in three hours. Then Lindsey Graham went to dinner that night with Ms. Collins and two other undecided Republicans, Jeff Flake and and Lisa Murkowski, and they discussed whether a limited FBI investigation might um, assuage them. So they joined other senators in Mr. McConnell's office to discuss what the FBI investigation would look like. The three undecided Republicans settled on four people they wanted to hear from. Ms. Ramirez, Mr. Judge, and two others identified by Dr. Ford as being elsewhere in the House at the time. And they said, if we do that, you've got us on board. Um, in the end, the FBI, it says here, interviewed ten people. Uh, the tactics that were used, according to Mr. McConnell... Uh, uh, Mitch McConnell completely backed fired. They were harassing members at their homes, crowding the halls with people acting horribly. The effort to humiliate us really helped me unify my conference. I was having trouble keeping people together. 
but all the protesters showing up at their houses and everything helped me. Mm. So I want to thank all these clowns for the help they provided. Wow. Wow. That's uh, a hell of a statement. I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that. Oh, no, neither do I. You know, there, 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 are, there are some serious crazies on the left that, that if I'm a Democrat and I want my, you know, my side to win, I want those crazies to, to, to take it down. Oh, yeah. To, to, that, that yelling at people in restaurants, that getting in the elevators and screaming at people, Jeff Flake, aside from that one incident, is doing you more harm than good, doing me more harm than good if I'm mm-hmm. a Democrat. Yeah. It's not working. And I'll be surprised at how it plays out on, uh, on election day. Because there's a lot of people that say, look, I lean that direction, but you're all acting like crazy people. Right. You're driving people away from us. Sure. Except for Taylor Swift. She's come over. She was already there. Uh, Collins spent five hours reading the FBI report. Actually spent time on it. Went back to the room as late as 1030 that night to spend more time with it. Figure Taylor Swift will ever get fat. No. She seems like one of those people that's permanently skinny. Got the skinny gene. Yeah. yeah. Good for her. And, you know, being a model, modeling clothes and all that stuff is part of her look. So. I don't know. Someday she may retire. I'll bet she never has kids. Really? Yeah. Strikes me as one of those people. Mm. She's pretty career-oriented. Um, a little later in the show. And I'm not going to mate, 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 mate. According to Jack. According to Jack. Uh, UN says this global warming thing's worse than we thought, but it's going to be really, 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 really hard to turn around. Like, practically impossible. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Trampoline dance contest. That's been the, the big, I'm in. It's been the big thing at our house right now. Trampoline dance contest. <laughs> Play music. Does free up your, uh, you know, your moves. Yeah, there's a lot more dance moves you can do on a trampoline, and then they 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 take turns and we score them. I'm telling you, huge hit. If you got the kids of the right age in the trampoline, there's that idea. There. It killed some time for you. Get some some exercise, wears them out, you know, takes them down. Wind, wind. Oh, there's tape of the incident. Fabulous. Man, it's hard to wait out, wear out a young uh, a young person. Oh, oh yeah. A kid, especially oh. boys, they just they they just, it's almost impossible to wear them out. So much of it, the hunting and mating urge. And if it's what we're supposed to do. And if uh and again, you know, the old hunting mate if, if there's some way you can get that... How about that, we mate first, then I go hunt. If you could get a young person's energy, and I mean, you know, like an eight-year-old boy's energy somehow... By draining their blood, yes. I'm, I'm all in. Oh, please. Just a dose of it, now and again. Oh, It'd 5%. be like coffee, except all of a sudden you'd be way more optimistic, too, and, and, and imaginative and the rest of it. Oh, what a gift. What a gift. Hanging around with young people does that t- to some extent, too. But anyway, uh, so a number of different uh, just quick hitters. We go around the horn. Uh, the Washington Examiner published this. This is from Bruce Bartlett, who was a conservative turned liberal, so liberals love him in the same way that conservatives loved Christopher Hitchens, God rest his soul, even though he doesn't believe in God. Um, <laughs> you know, you, 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 dev- you embrace the defector from the other camp, but 
early on when all the allegations came out and Kavanaugh did an interview and, and denied it and all, this Bruce Bartlett guy who gets a lot of play said, if Kavanaugh is in fact innocent, wouldn't it be natural for him to be angry? Isn't his lack of anger suggestive of the truth of the accusations? And then he got too angry, which was proof that he shouldn't be on the court. So Susan Collins' take was, yeah, it seemed normal to me to be really, really angry. Yeah, when somebody's accused you of gang rape, yeah, and everybody's right. discussing it like it's quite possibly true. I think he crossed the line, and this oh, yeah. is this is just a play. But this is just the color analyst watching the TV show. I'm not saying he shouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have done that. I'm just saying he crossed the line from righteous indignation to being a dick when he oh, was yeah. talking to Amy Klobuchar. No doubt. Um, but he's which I'm sure he would agree with, uh, right? Oh, and and he apologized. Um, also, it's worth uh, mentioning for the umpteenth time that as of now, every single justice on the court either attended Yale's or Harvard's law school. Every single one, because it is an impossibility that Michigan would churn out a, a, a lawyer so a judge so astute and fine that they should be on the Supreme Court. The idea that USC or UC Berkeley well, those are would even, churn out a lawyer is an impossibility. That doesn't even happen, let alone like just the University of Oklahoma, some regular, right. you know, regular university. Some working class kid who happened to be brilliant and went close to home and is now changing minds and hearts across America. Well, did he go to Harvard or Yale? What? The University of Oklahoma, do they even have a law school? <laughs> I think the biggest scandal of the Supreme Court is that, that they all went to the same two law schools. How about the fact that him and Gorsuch went to the same high school? Yep. That Georgetown prep. That should never happen. You have two, you have nine Supreme Court justices. You should never have two that went to the same high school and all of them to the same two colleges. That's just twisted. And weirdly, here are the religions of the Supreme Court justices. Catholic, 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 Catholic attends Episcopal Church, Catholic, Jewish, Jewish, Jewish of the nine. That's something. That is stunning. Now, how Neil Gorsuch, who attends an Episcopal church, which is uh, it's it's Catholic light kind of, it's a Protestant uh, barely, um, is the only arguably Protestant on the court, even yeah. though that's the biggest religion in America. It's for Catholics that want to be okay with gay this and that mostly. Right. Well, yeah, um, to a large extent. Uh, How does that happen? Because uh, they're all part of the same social circles, the Eastern right. Brahmins who run the country. Yeah. That 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 should be discussed more. Amen, brother. It's not discussed because a lot of the people that would discuss it also went to the same colleges and think that that's perfectly fantastic. Well, that's because they're the only people who should be listened to. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, Trump's weighing in on the effects of the Kavanaugh win. You've got the Chinese grabbing the president of Interpol and a major play by Elon Musk's SpaceX coming up minutes from now. Good stuff. More on that UFC brawl. If you haven't watched some of the videos, that is entertaining. Insanity. Holy cow. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. So the whole Conor McGregor and that Russian guy fight. He, I should probably learn his name if I'm going to follow fighting because he's undefeated and and uh, even unpronounceable. Conor was going after his religion a lot in the lead up to the fight. 
I'm thinking he's a Muslim. He's a Muslim. Yeah, he's a Kurzakstanian, I think. If you want to like start some sort of crazy brawl like happened after that fight, <laughs> going after somebody's religion is a good way to go about it. Particularly like uh, people from that part of the world. Yeah. I mean, if you start haranguing somebody for being a Presbyterian in Minnesota, it's probably not going to go like that. Let's face it. Right. Uh, let's get the wait, news. No, wait a minute. Breaking news. Breaking news. Whoa, uh, Brandon. Whoa, whoa. Brandon. When news breaks, the donkey brays on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Brandon is filthy. What were you doing all weekend? Donald J. (laughs) Trump. The president says he does not have plans to fire Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein, saying, quote, they have a good relationship. Breaking non-news. Breaking no, they're not news. Back to you, Marshall. There you go. Breaking news, everything's the same. Right. <laughs> yes. Exact, exactly as predicted on the Armstrong and Getty show. Indeed. Trump Pre- said, what about that whole wearing a wire thing? And Rosenstein said, oh, that was a joke. Nobody, Everybody laughed in the room. Can you believe the media? I'm telling you. And there you go. This was right before the president took off uh, for a uh, speech before the nation's police chiefs in Florida while he was getting on Air Force uh, One. He was also bashing Senate Democrats for torturing Brett Kavanaugh and his family during the Supreme Court confirmation process. Before leaving, Trump said Kavanaugh is a great man who got caught up in a hoax and a charade created by Democrats. The main base of the Democrats have drifted so far left that we'll end up being Venezuela. This country would end up being Venezuela. I think a lot of Democrats are going to be voting Republican on November 6th. I have no idea how this is going to play in a full month from now. Uh, and the Kavanaugh thing could seem like a long time ago. I heard a political researcher say, yeah, everybody's energized now, and there's a lot of talk about who's going to the right. polls and the rest of it. And she said, a month is a lifetime in politics sure. in terms of enthusiasm. And it always has been, and especially now. But uh, as to the accusation of whether the Democrats tortured uh, Kavanaugh? We tortured some folks. Mm, a confession from Barack Obama. Mm. Meanwhile, Senator Susan Collins uh, was undecided, as you remember, on Kavanaugh's nomination. She waited and she waited and she waited. She did her due diligence, read all the FBI background investigation notes and found... Even after the FBI has interviewed everyone whom Dr. Ford has named as present that horrible night that she remembers, every single one of them, including her best friend has no recollection of anything like this. And so if you keep him off the court because of her claim, I think that's insane. But all of the media, based on the interviews I saw over the weekend, just thinks it's a horror that that wasn't enough. Or they have figured out what their audience wants to hear and is giving it to them. And now that she's cast her vote for Kavanaugh, she says things have gotten even more scary, more dangerous, telling 60 Minutes. This is as ugly a situation as I've ever seen during that time. Don't put a liar on the court. Don't put a liar on the court. I have had to have security because of threats against me and family members and staffers. And this has been unlike anything I've ever been through. Yeah, it's not good all the way around. You go to restaurants and people scream at you. and right. that, that's just This ain't good. You see the hallways there in the Senate? You can't have that. No. You cannot have that. No. You can't have senators scared for their safety as they're getting on elevators to go vote. Yeah, something's going to have to be done. New era. New ugly era. 
Chinese authorities have confirmed the missing head of Interpol, Meng Hongwei, is under investigation after he vanished following a trip home to China late last month. Interpol, which facilitates international police cooperation, also said yesterday it had received Meng's resignation effective immediately (laughs) soon after China's announcement. On Monday, China provided more information saying that Meng, who's also China's vice minister for public security, is being investigated for bribery and other crimes. Big government types don't like to point this out, but China's currently running concentration camps. They have many, many thousands of people, particularly Muslim people, in uh, re-education camps. Right. And I heard the uh, Chinese ambassador interviewed the other day, and he was asked about it, and he said, oh, no, 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 these are... These are centers where people are uh, taught life skills to help them uh, function more effectively in Chinese society. Mm-hmm. Are they re-education camps? Are they being worked to death? Are they? Well, no, they're, they're life skills uh, camps. But, uh, yeah, if you are a socialist government, everybody has to toe the line. If they don't toe the line, you get put into a re-education camp. Read your history, youngsters. Read it. SpaceX has successfully completed its first West Coast rocket landing, but that's not all. Last night was also the first time SpaceX successfully launched a Falcon 9 rocket from Vandenberg Air Force Base in California and successfully landed it on a concrete landing pad near the site. All of the other landings have occurred out of Cape Canaveral in Florida. So anyway, this was a first for the West Coast. So now you're setting them up from the West Coast, launching them, and landing them back safely. Hey, do we have the uh, video of the painting that shredded itself at our website? Because that's such a great story. It's nutty. Somebody paid millions of dollars for a painting, and then right after they hit the gavel, the painting, whoever the guy who painted it, had put a shredder in the frame. The famous and, and innovative Banksy. Yes. Yes. So the painting dropped down and shredded itself. Right. Hey, I didn't. Ah, wait a minute! I paid a lot for that. <laughs> I bought it unshredded. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. All right, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting to get a show. The conscience of the nation. So global warming is worse than they even thought it was, according to the UN. The UN, which wants to control us all from and, from wherever they're based, and to turn it around uh, would, be, would have been better if I could have remembered <laughs> Europe. <laughs> And to turn around this whole global warming thing would be practically impossible. If almost every country on Earth went to zero, it wouldn't be enough, according to the new stats. Well, that's an issue. Yeah. Stay tuned. We're going to get a report on that coming up next. Um, My whole thing in global warming has always been, I don't think there's anything we can do about it. Well, that's what the UN's saying, I think. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. You know, I find as I travel around Iowa that it's usually young people who ask me about global warming. (laughs) (laughs) Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I gotta buy a Kansas City Chiefs hat, clearly. And I was gonna get a Dodgers hat, right? The Dodgers didn't even sell out their home playoff game. Really? How weak is that? It's weird. Everything other people say about Dodgers fans, LA sports fans, is true. Don't even sell out your playoff game. 
Um, but, you know, the good thing is with the global warming, the new report from the U.N., that we can play uh, baseball year-round all around the world. We won't have to worry about uh, snow and that sort of thing. Uh, that's, that's one of the upsides. That's one way to uh, look at it. Brady Dennis joins us. Uh, Brady is a Washington Post reporter focusing on environmental policy and public health issues. Welcome, Brady. How are you? Uh, great. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's our pleasure. So, listen, the uh, UN is taking a look at uh, climate change um, and, and global warming and the rest of it, and evidently they're, they're out with dire warnings and, um, and enormous action plans. Yeah, I mean, this latest report, uh, you know, <laughs> to, to boil it down, you know, to a sentence or two, says, you know, the world is running out of time to get its act together when it comes to really scaling back um, emissions of carbon dioxide, which goes into to warming of the planet. Um, and, you know, the, that, uh, the longer we wait to do that, the, the worse off uh, we're going to be. Here's what I thought it was interesting, though, is, is that it's so far down the road of that is practically every country in the world could go to zero emissions, and that still wouldn't be enough to turn it around at this point. Yeah, there's sort of this tipping point for what they call the goal of 1.5 degrees uh, of warming. And, and that's just a way of saying, you know, after this point, um, the world is likely to see any number of more catastrophic effects, you know, uh, some of which we've already seen, uh, sea level rise and extreme weather, you know, wildfires, worsening poverty, fights over food and water, all that, uh, that the longer we wait, uh, the worse those problems can get later into the century. Uh, you know, while a lot of people who are alive now um, are still alive. You know, we used to think of this as a long-term way off in the distant future. Um, and this, I think, is trying to say not so much. You know, I try as hard as I can to be a realist about uh, international relations, having spent, you know, most of my adult life looking at this stuff. There is zero chance that the growing uh, climate emitters, China, India, and a number of other uh, emerging economies, uh, Africa as a continent, there's no way they're going to seriously roll back their emissions uh, in the near future. And so I, the way I look at it is, if all this comes to happen, we ought to be spending our time and energy getting ready for it and dealing with it. Is there any you know significant uh, representation of that point of view at the U.N.? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a fair point that, um, <clears throat> uh, you know, that, that, it's a real, that it's a really uphill, kind of unprecedented challenge that the world faces. I think, you know, people who study this, who, who spend their lives on this, would say that we ought to be doing all that at once that you mentioned. We ought to be getting ready for the changes that we're already going to see that are kind of unavoidable. And, you know, even if the world can't get its emissions to zero in the next uh, several decades, that, you know, getting as close as you can is better than just throwing your hands up in the air and not trying. So I think, you know, there's a range of possibilities for, for how the world handles this going, go, going forward. Yeah, you know, it's funny, and, and different people disagree. We have listeners right now shouting at the radio, this is all a hoax. We have listeners right sure. now who drive nothing but Priuses and, and burn, uh, you know, compost for their heat or whatever. They probably don't burn anything, but you get my point. Um, it could be argued that wasteful expenditures are counterproductive, and if there's no turn in it, we ought to be spending all our time and energy on preparing. Um, but just a quick scientific point that's always, because I'm not a scientist, but <clears throat> they're talking about... Uh, how disastrous it would be if the the temperature went up 1.5 degrees Celsius, which is 2.7 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, over pre-industrial levels. Now, if it's 81 today or 84 today, it makes no difference to me. It's about the ocean temperature. Right. Uh, Why does it matter? Well, I'll start by saying I'm not a scientist either, so I I don't want to... 
pretend to be, and I'll say that up front. But also, this is talk radio. You could pretend to be. <laughs> there is a difference between weather and and climate, long term climate, uh, you know, trends. And the world is most certainly getting warmer. And and no, it may not matter today where you are in California, uh, whether the temperature is 81 or 84. But, you know, if the highs uh, in the summer start to, you know, if if we have 10 more days a year that are above 90, I mean, that's uncomfortable for maybe me and you, but for someone uh, without air conditioning, it starts, uh, and especially in poor communities and poor countries, that gets to be, you know, pretty critical. Well, yeah, and then it doesn't keep going that direction. So then it's 84, then it's 94, then it's 114. I mean, you know, where does it end up eventually down the road? And boy, if you live in one of those places where every now and then it's like 118, if all of a sudden it's 122. Yeah, how about Baghdad, for God's sake? Oh, yeah. There might be places yeah. where you can't even you can't even stand it anymore. Well, there are, I think, you know, going to be increasingly places that uh, are tough to inhabit as humans. And I think that's uh, another problem that gets mentioned because we are a growing population. You know, the world is only getting bigger. And so um, to have regions of the world where you can't live or where it's impossible to farm um, is really not not helping the problem. On the other hand, uh, Brady, some real real estate uh, opportunities in the Yukon. Just buy. Could be. be. Yeah. Brady Dennis is a reporter for the Washington Post. Um, I see in your previous uh, assignments, you you were a finalist for the Pulitzer Prize in 09, uh, talking about the global financial crisis. Good to see all those bankers in jail, huh? Uh, Well, I guess I just jumped from crisis to crisis. <laughs> you got to be stressed out. Hey, it's great to talk to you. Thanks for the time. Okay, thanks for having me. Well done. Thanks. I've been saying this for years. Of, of issues I don't care about, this is at the very top. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have never worried for a half a second about global warming. Yep. Maybe that makes me a bad person. In fact, it probably does. As you always say, there are lots of things that make me a bad oh, person. Oh, sure. That's just one <laughs> uh, There item. sure are. But, like, I, I know a guy, I'm thinking of one guy in particular, he brings it up every time I see him. I mean, it's, like, on his mind all the time. Really stresses him out. So he's doing enough for all of us, I guess. But, like, <laughs> I've never worried about it at all. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I don't think there's a freaking thing I can do about it. So, so and you, I suppose you'd say, I need to vote a certain way. I don't think you well, I know. you're a legislator. I know. Look at this study in the uh, that came out from the U.N. There's nothing the United States can do about it. Uh, could we lead the rest of the world a certain direction? I suppose, maybe. Um, we're it's not, an enormous long shot. A very much You're a long just shot. just getting started. Getting your people on a yearly income over seven dollars, and you're going to cut your industrial production by thirty percent because you're going to stop using fossil fuels. It's never going to happen. Almost every country in the world, unless we subsidize them out of it. I forget the number of particles. It's four billion particles, and they need to cut back a billion particles per year, or something like that, to keep the temperature under what it's got to be. Every country in the world, almost every country in the world, would have to go to zero emissions for the next however many decades to make that goal. Now, that's kind of a mathematical trick in that the big producers are causing so much of that, the United States and China being by far the biggest, India on the rise. Mm-hmm. Um, so almost every country but the United States and China do anything, they could go to zero. Yep. They could go to zero, and it's not going to make any difference. Okay, so we get on board. <laughs> You're not getting China on board. You're not getting India on board and, and, and these various other emerging nations. So I don't understand why we pay the horrible... Uh, price, and I mean it'll be an actual economic price to accomplish nothing. 
Well, and, you know, as I pointed out the other day, the U.S. reduced our emissions more than any of the signatories of the Paris Climate Accord. Good one. And so it's, you know, there's a lot of virtue signaling going on, a lot of playing to political uh, factions. And I just, I don't know. Like you, like you said, I don't stress about it a lot because there's nothing I can do about it. And yeah, I know the hockey stick's fake. I've, could, I've seen all the it, pro well, yeah. stuff. I've seen all the debunking stuff. And I'm, I just, ho- I'm hoping it'll turn around on its own and it'll decide, huh, I guess I guess it was just a, one of those things. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping that's what they'll say at some point. There's no denying it's getting hotter. I mean, that's 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 the, those numbers are out there. Right. It's happened many times in the history yeah. of the globe. Sure, it could just be part of the cycle. It goes up, it goes down. It by, could, by my next birthday, it could be an ice age. And now it's going up while you've got all this stuff happening so they can blame it on something. Right. But uh, well, again, and, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Doesn't make a difference. I can't do anything about it, so I don't worry about it. And might go up a degree and a half, and then smog comes along. Sweet meteor of death, right? Extinction level meteor impact. Then you won't be so worried about or it. Or we're all killing each other over fake news that we believe, and uh, on either side, and uh, it doesn't matter how hot it is. That's just my opinion. Um, they get mosquitoes into Yukon. I hate mosquitoes. If it gets all hot and swampy up there, I bet there'd be a lot of mosquitoes. Oh, yeah. You just got to buy your real estate now. Set up your family for decades to uh, come. Future generation. I bet you could get acreage cheap up there. <laughs> How much you could do? You're just planning ahead. There isn't a road within 800 miles. I don't care. <laughs> I want it. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.